Hi, this is Jordan. You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I specialize in the gaming industry and today I am your host. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today, I'm joined by Henrik Esgerson, David Eckerman, and Oscar Ramirez to discuss the crunch, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, now, before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some small introductions. Uh, David, do you want to kick us off? Sure thing, Jordan. So, hello, I'm David. Uh, I started my program when I was 11 and I'm still on it. I'm currently working at Mojang as a tech lead and uh, enjoying it so far. Oscar? Hey, hey, thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me here. And yeah, I mean, my name is Oscar. I've been like uh, the director of product marketing in Star Stable for almost two years. Before that, I've been kind of working my whole life in, in, in marketing. So I'm really, really happy to be here. Excellent. And uh, last but certainly not least, Henrik. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Henrik. I'm uh, head of studio at FunPlus currently. Uh, I have a background in software development and production. I was previously at uh, Snowprint Studios, uh, King and Singa. Current role has been mostly around building a studio from scratch here in Stockholm and hopefully learning from past personal industry mistakes in the process. Perfect. Thank you all for your small introductions. Uh, so let's move on to the topic in focus. Um, so you've all prepared a question or statement uh, on the crunch, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and as usual, I'll work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons that you have for asking it. Uh, each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on the podcast topic. So let's start with Henrik. Yeah, so my question is, in what scenario is crunch the right thing to do? And the reason for me is basically because I have not found uh, a good scenario where crunch is uh, I, I, I can imagine one scenario, but uh, I wanted to hear from others uh, because I, I'm, I'm a firm non-believer in crunch. All right, so, so in my mind, I think uh, the question can be somehow rephrased. Uh, and it is in what way or when can you sacrifice team's health uh, for the short-term benefits of the crunch? Yeah. And I think there might be scenarios we could actually do that. Like if the company itself is on the line, I would totally understand like why you might have to crunch. If you're a super small firm with four developers and you have to hit this deadline, I think it makes sense. But you also have to keep in mind that you're sacrificing the long term of team's health and production for the short term goal. Exactly. But that's the conclusion I have at least. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought about a similar situation because I, I've been in startups uh, myself and I can understand from that perspective when when everyone in the company is is a stakeholder and it's basically the company is on the line. Uh, but still, like, I still think about it. Was it the right call at the time? Could we have done it differently or was it some, like, to me, crunch is always a, uh, like the a reaction to something that uh, is happening instead of having 
plan things out correctly. So it's it's always unrealistic planning that leads to crunch. Yeah, usually, but you could also have the uh, case where it's like an external thing pushed on you. For example, like European laws with GDPR, and all of a yeah. sudden you have to comply with that, and then it's out of your hands, I would say, and then maybe crunching will be validated. But then usually have a long period of time that you can adapt to this. But I guess yeah. there could be scenarios where you didn't have that much time. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, there was an article, uh, what's his name? Owen Mahoney, the Nexon CEO. So he started uh, the investor call with saying, like, we're not going to give you any dates. Uh, and his rationale was pretty good. I think, I think like, it's an iteration, like game development is an iteration and you need to, like, you're making art. It's an art challenge. It's not an engineering challenge. So it, it does take time and you don't always come up with the best things right away. So it's more of like we're trying to make, make a good game that our uh, customers will be happy with and can go on for a long time. So I think that's that at least shows me that there's a shift in mentality of people in the highest ladders to sort of like this is bad for business. Totally agree. I mean, it, it is bad for business in the long term, so more people should think that way. Yeah, and I mean, the the impact it has on employees as well and everyone involved, everyone. Uh, like, uh, like you can imagine like the the um, how how people will talk about your company if if it crunches on a regular basis no one's going to want to join that atmosphere yeah for sure and i think it also like tells the employees that they're expendable because yeah. you don't prioritize their health which is yeah. definitely a bad thing definitely i i think like i the only the only case where I see that this can happen and and people will be willing to take the chance is if everyone's on board with it and there are no other options available, basically. It, it's a do-or-die moment for the company. Or or like you said, like a GDPR, like <laughs> it, it happens on a specific date, regardless of... Yeah, or, you know, it could be Apple saying, like, now we do not support this anymore. I mean, yeah. that happens on a regular basis, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a good point. Good point. Uh, like there are external factors that happen that but, but usually there would be some notice to it. But I guess it does happen that these things happen pretty quick. Oscar, have you got any thoughts on that one? Yes, I think uh, I was just a really interesting point of view. I think it's like, uh, as again, I think there is not, uh, at least for me, there is no kind of way to feel crunch as something positive. So it was, it's a kind of, a, it, it was a tricky topic. It was a tricky kind of conversation, but then I agree. I think it's something, I don't know if it was uh, Henrik or, or it was you, David, who mentioned that depends on the state of the studio or the state of the company. Because sometimes like if you're a small company and you're trying to make an impact, maybe crunch is something that is going to happen like inevitable. 
something that you're going to have to deal with it because you need to put a kind of a product, uh, you know, facing consumers in a fast way. And in order to make things happen fast, it's just putting more hours in the ones that you put. But then when you are like a consolidated company, probably a big one, you don't have to deal with that uh, crunch that much. But then again, in the, in the industry, we, we usually see like the big ones are the ones that you crunch the most. So it's like, it's really, it's really, it's a really... It's a really tricky topic. It's really hard for me to 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 say that it's like something good out of because I, I I've seen it myself. I mean, uh, before I joined in the gaming industry, I was working in the advertising industry, working uh, in South America, and there crunch is something that happens every day. Since you work for a client, the client needs something for yesterday, so it was always crunching. And you see how that kind of even if you plan even you know you work with humans so that kind of shit happens you know as i said something is gonna is gonna get or go wrong in some point and that is gonna kind of eventually end up in a crunch but it's a uh, it's 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 hard to see something positive but as you said like crunch affects like the mentality or how people perceive a company or how do you perceive the way that you're working in a, in, a, in a really a strange way. There are some people who enjoy crunch because they love the pressure or, or they love feeling kind of the adrenaline of delivering something, but there's other people who, who doesn't. So it's like, it's again, I wanted to have this conversation because I thought it was something really, really interesting to talk about it because it's, it's really hard, as I said, to find something positive to say about crunch when I believe there is nothing positive <laughs> from it. I, I never, I, I never hear someone waking up in the morning and say, "Oh, today's going to be a lovely day to crunch." <laughs> yeah, I remember. I have a lot of stories about crunching. From uh, I've been a startup for eight years, so I'll probably share one of them with you for fun. Uh, but remember, before coming to this podcast, I talked about it with my friend, and it's like, yeah, you just don't make them uh, think that you're pro crunching because <laughs> mm-hmm. it might look like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's always going to be. Uh, like even if you're a person who prefers pressure, I mean, it it won't be sustainable for for a long period. I think that's the that's the big caveat. There. And how we define crunch as well, like mm-hmm. people sleeping people sleeping in the office and those those uh, those scenarios, I don't consider like it's not just crunch. It's just it's it's not right. Like you, it, yeah. Exactly. That is one thing. What what do we define as a crunch? But like for me, I don't know. I work from nine to five or eight to five sometimes. But then sometimes I get stuck and I work one more hour. But that is that is not crunch. Like you know, for it's like yeah. a little bit of overtime. But for me, crunch is like uh, when you kind of leave the office around one two a.m. and you are in the same booth like every 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 week. I mean, for me, crunching, I've been in situations when I have to show up to the office on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, to, to and, give you a... Ex- oh, should I? So to give you a slight bit of my story, so I've uh, actually had sleeping bags at the office for two weeks straight. So I definitely have experienced a crunch, uh, which is not always positive. But uh, there are, uh, coming to my question later, there are some flip sides, I think, that are actually positive parts of it. But yeah. it shouldn't come with uh, negative consequences which they exactly. do now. Exactly. And then, now that you mentioned like that kind of thing, how we can take something good from this negative thing, I think when <laughs> when I did crunch, it was 
the time when I felt that I started bonding with my coworkers, you know, you start like kind of, you know, realizing uh, or, or getting to know people better because, you know, mm. you, you, you know them in a, like in the office, you're usually working and doing, everyone is kind of minding their own business. But then when this kind of crunch happens, you kind of start feeling and, and understanding like what, what drives one of your, each of your coworkers, which is something positive again, that you, you, you bond with them and you realize together as a, as a team that what are we doing could be done better in the next time. And you start actually planning what do we did wrong that we can do better next time for avoiding this thing. I think that would be something that we can consider as a positive. It's like the, you know, this kind of retro that we can, that we did as a team about how some find ourselves in the same position again when this kind of thing happened. Yeah, definitely. And that is my experience as well. Like uh, that time that we did have the sleeping bags at office, that was when I bonded the most with my colleagues. We were like three, four people. And I remember that we, uh, well, I don't know if it's like okay to say it here, but like, we sat in our underwear and we played uh, like uh, Viking music and uh, it was quite a cool experience. Of course, I would not want to do it again because it was uh, also very, very stressful. But uh, the collaboration between team members was no longer like I will work, do my thing. It was more like we have to deliver together. And mm-hmm. that was very different. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that sounds like the like uh, people bond very well in the trenches. Yeah, but at the at the end of it, I think most would prefer skipping the war. Hundred percent. Brilliant. I think that's a, a good time to move on to the next question. As David, you mentioned you were gonna kind of go into your question, so I think that's a, a good natural place to go. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good segue, right? So, so my question is, uh, let's see, let me bring it up. Uh, so where is it? There. Uh, what are the positives of crunching, and can we extract it without the cons to improve our non-crunching routine? Yeah, I, I, I think the the team building part is. I mean, it it's hard to put people into an like artificial pressure uh, <laughs> to extract the bonding, but I think you can create circumstances where people bond and are under pressure to, to deliver something in a much more safer way. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think as well, one of the positive things about uh, crunch is like, I think in everything that you consider bad in life, if you took some learnings, it's like after I, I've been crunching a lot, I crunch a lot, something that I learned, it was like, I know that if I'm going to look for another job or going to be part of any kind of specific organization, I don't want that in my life anymore. So I think it's kind of learnings that you have as a, as a, as a person or actually, and you kind of gather those learnings and bring into your next uh, uh, project. And you kind of, I think that is something good that you get experience and you have like some uh, you get some experience for something bad it's like you you learn and you teach and, and you kind of teach and explain to a team or whatever the things that they can end up wrong based on your own experience about crunching i think learning is what you can get as a something positive yeah i i agree with you on that i mean most of the learnings that i have from from crunches is 
how to prevent it from happening again. Basically. So <laughs> I, I, I will look at like, what was wrong with the planning. How did we do, deal with expectation management with stakeholders and mm -hmm. like, those, those type of things? If they would have all been perfect, nothing would have. There wouldn't have been a, a crunch scenario. Mm -hmm. um, so so there's a lot of things that you can do better the ne next time. But I, yeah, it, it's sort of the uh, like how to eliminate the bad, uh, bad parts of, of having crunches. Yeah, so something I thought of when I, I asked this question was, of course, the positives. Uh, and what I listed in my own mind was uh, first off the team building, which we discussed. I don't think it's a good team building exercise to uh, use at your company. <laughs> uh, but there's also some other things I also thought of, and this depends a bit on the company. I thought mm -hmm. of the ownership parts of crunching because it kind of tells you that, well, the company is affected depending on if you can validate the crunch. If the mm -hmm. company is affected by your work. And in that sense, it gives you a sense of ownership that what I do is important. That's why I have to work. But it has to be validated in a very like it has to be very transparent, like the company actually needs you to do this because you're so important for us and so on. It's not the best way to give owner to give a sense of ownership, uh, but it's it's one way in my mind. And another thing I thought of uh, regarding crunch is you cut red tape sometimes. It also depends yeah. on the company, but you can cut red tape. And uh, I think that could be a positive things thing mm -hmm. depends on the situation but sometimes like oh we don't have to do scrum poker or whatever you do to actually do this like now we have to focus on getting this done and maybe you heard of i think it was a talk about like skunk works i think it's called mm -hmm. uh, yeah you've heard of it so it's basically like a company to build i think it was airplanes and they were like they had zero management and they produced stuff that no one else could basically and I think that's the same like spirit, like no red tapes. It's like all ideas are go and just uh, get it done, that mentality. And that's something I thought that maybe parts of that from the crunching could be brought into daily routine together with like putting the ownership in the team's hands and not mm -hmm. like having too much bureaucracy and management around it and actually like trusting your employees. And then maybe they will avoid the crunch on their own because they mm -hmm. set up better deadlines than someone who doesn't know the, the stuff they're working on. Yeah, something something that I've been actually, since you're talking about this planning and everything, something that I've been facing myself here in, in Star Stable is something that they do really, really well. It's like, it's, it's, not, it's not crunch, but it's planned, you know, crunch in some way. Like, for example, we know in, we start talking, I don't know, in August, that we know that December, it's a hard time. We know that we're going to have a lot of work and we know that a lot of people is going to take vacations. So how do we plan ourselves as a team to kind of not being in a crunch position? But for example, I don't know, maybe on Friday in your free day, you're going to be on call for one hour in order to see if you can solve some situation. But I believe like this kind of planning that you're talking about, like for like for see situations that we know that based on our experience that we know that are going to happen, especially, you know, especially here, at least I'm talking from my Swedish experience, because like here in, in summer for us, vacations are uh, sacred. So it's like the, the country well, stopped for like a period. One week. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it, the country stopped for, uh, I don't know, a month and a half. And in that month and a half that the, 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 the country stops, things keep moving for us. So being able to plan ourselves for avoiding that kind of pressure of doing something in a period that you know is going to be for uh, for relaxing, 
I think comes from what you say, like being able to get our learnings and plan ourselves for these kind of things and yeah. prepare the teams. So when this happens, it doesn't, it's like, how do you say, planning, a planet crunch. You know that it's going to happen, so you plan yourself on when that is coming in order to kind of receive it in the best way that you can. Yeah, but it also brings awareness to everyone on the team that we know yeah. that this is the lay of the land. And like in order to prevent crunch in December, we need to like stay focused in January. <laughs> so it's sort of, exactly. it's, it sets, sets the tone for the, for the whole uh, year. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, that is that is uh, exactly bring the awareness because again, it's like uh, I know that like July, August is a period that I want to rest and I don't I want no one bother me and I want and I don't want to bother my team as well. So we plan and we prepare ourselves for avoiding that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah, it, uh, one of the uh, the positives I. I guess is 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 then uh, the team building part have, have you guys have you guys found something that's a good replacement for i i sometimes feel like time limited exercises like uh, brainstorming or things like that mm -hmm. where you have where you have like a fixed amount of time and you have the team come up with solutions uh, that sometimes works really well as well like mm -hmm. time box time boxing things mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, and I think I mean, like, uh, just getting a like, good sense of your team's velocity, yeah. which is uh, not always easy. Hackathons and, and things like that. Yeah. That is that is something really important that you, that you that you mentioned about like understanding these kind of periods or this kind of crunching thing makes you to help to understand the skills of your or your own team to understand their velocities or how they perform. So if you know later, again, you learn, okay, this person is going to take a little bit more than this other guy. That doesn't mean that that, that person is like not good or something. They just have different rhythms. So you start planning the way that you deliver the work to that person in a better way. So that is something, again, learning, <laughs> as we mentioned before. Yeah, and, and uh, the complete hypothesis, uh, which I would like to examine, but I don't have the data on it. So let's say you crunch for a week and you work double time. Do you actually produce double the amount of code? Is it more? Is it less because you burn out? Because I might think at some sometimes it might actually be more well, like one plus one equals three. Of course, mm -hmm. that's not be just because like a crunch stress, but maybe it's also because of the team part of it. Like you're collaborating mm -hmm. in a different way and all of a sudden like a problem is not just your problem, it's the whole team's problem and you collaborate to get it done and you just, you know, the, all of the collaboration going on basically like helps you yeah, achieve more. Just looking at like the historical um, evidence that we have in in like, AAA games and I I don't believe that it produces more quality at least like it may be more lines of code but it, it's probably not more quality um, when it comes to like when everything's put together. I can Maybe definitely see the quality taking a big hit. Yeah. Maybe it works better in smaller teams but yeah. at least. I don't, I, yeah. To be yeah. honest, I have no idea. Yeah. I uh, I couldn't say like when I when I crunch myself, I believe that I'm I I'm, I mean I think it's different because like from from since I work in the marketing side is 
it's, I think it's quite different, the impact, because sometimes I find myself thinking in ideas, or like when you design, you start designing a logo, and you kind of run out of inspiration at some point, you know? So I think the longest that I stay doing something is just like the, the less I want to do it. So I just, I mean, I get the thing done, but then again, at what cost, you know? I just do it because I have to do it, or I did it because I was inspired to do it properly. So that is uh, two different things. But I, I mean, I, I've been, as again, when I've been crunching, I find myself finishing a project, but uh, I, I, we feel, I, I feel the sense of accomplishment that I did something that it took time and it was the effort of team effort to deliver it. But then you ask yourself, it was worthy, you know, it was, we landed at what we wanted to, to land. I don't know. Perfect. Uh, thank you for your opinion on that one, guys. Um, Oscar, into your question. Yes. Oh, yes, sure. Uh, I, it's like a two part question, but I just going to keep the second one because I think we, 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 we touched the, the first one that I had a little bit before. But it's like how much crunch can affect the expectations of a studio and employees? And what I meant with this is like, for example, when you kind of work hard, you are expecting a reward. So how much knowing that you're going to do crunch is going to affect your perception to the company. It's like, I'm working my ass here. So I believe in the next salary talk, I deserve a huge raise. So how much is that uh, crunch do you believe they affect the expectations of you of employees or even the, the, the people who works in the company? Because again, I'm just talking from my experience. If I crunch and I work, work really hard, I'm expecting some kind of compensation but then they, no one told me that I was going to get something because, because of what I did. But you think about it. So when yeah. then when the time comes and you don't get what you want, you feel disappointed. You said like, oh, so all the work that I did, it was for nothing, you know? And then you start in doubt of you staying in the same place that you are and you start feeling the, you know, they didn't value you. They didn't give the, the, the value that you that you give to the company. So that is something that I thought in, would be interesting to ask you guys or, or talk about that. It's like, how, that, how do you manage or how do we manage the expectations of our own teams or people in general about the crunching of overtime, whatever? So I, I could go first. Um, basically, I, I don't like to do crunches, period. And I try to stay away from it as much as possible. And when it comes to like my first reaction when I see that there's a tight deadline, my first reaction is to talk to the stakeholders and sort of align on, on that front. Because I, I think like pushing the team into an atmosphere of uh, needing to deliver mm -hmm. takes them away takes them away from the uh, mindset of creating a great game. So now they're just thinking, okay, we just have to like we, we just have to do it <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if the quality is there or if the game is good uh everyone can say we we delivered the game but then it's a game that no one wanted um, but having been in crunches and, and seeing how these things are it sort of doesn't matter what the compensation is mm -hmm. because when you've when you've been through a period that like sucks the soul out of you so to speak <laughs> uh, yeah afterwards you feel very empty 
-hmm. So when you look at that bonus you got, you're sort of, was it worth it? Like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think most people start to be very cynical about mm. their company afterwards. And I, I, I think like word gets around and, and people start talking badly about the company. And yeah, and it, it, it yeah. becomes very toxic. Exactly. I think that is one of the points that, that I wanted to arrive is like, I mean, of course, as our experience as a people who work in the industry, but then I assume as a players as well, we can see how crunch can kind of destroy a whole perception of the companies. Like I remember we were talking about this, like how the, the example of like CD Projekt Red from like one day to another, they ended up being the the, <laughs> the bad, like the worst uh, company in, in, in the world because what happened with the, with crunching and stuff like that, so it's it's, it's important. As you said, how do we how do we treat these these topics in order to to uh, to avoid these kind of stuff? That sometimes you believe like these huge companies are like untouchable or something, but then this kind of thing happens, and you see how this uh, affects the um, the team. And again, it's like for example, since we work in the industry again, and then you ask to to people, where did you work before? I don't know. I work in this company. Oh, they are like they treat people like crap. They don't give you like a good salary. And and as you said, you start talking, you you, you create about the how do you say bad perception of a company towards like other other people. And that is like uh, how do you say go mouth to mouth because. Even if you haven't worked in a specific company, when someone else asks you about that company, you're going to repeat what you hear from someone else. And yeah. even if you haven't been there, you're going to say, "Now this company sucks. But don't yeah. go there. <laughs> even, like, you uh, haven't even worked there. <laughs> a bad review like, travels to 10 people, but uh, a good review stays with the, the employee that like, you don't spread around good reviews. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. I also got something else to add. I also think that the players or the users care more today mm -hmm. than they did before. Like today, you hear a lot about, as you said, CD Projekt Red, though you got them to crunch. It's it's not a good company anymore. Also, the players care, so they wouldn't like essential by the game. Especially me being a Blizzard fan, you probably know what I'm going. So Blizzard's yeah. company-wise has been treating people not not the best way. I I'm, I still hope I'm okay with them if they want to hire me or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in general, like players care. I care. Like if I hear like they outsource stuff and and like the employees don't get their voices heard and they're treating them like this, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I might just not buy their game anymore because I care about the developers as well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. and that is yeah, that is a good point. Sorry for uh, jump out, Hendrik. No, 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 no worries. I, I was I was just thinking about the, the how 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 this actually rings so true that like the the perception that people have the brand itself. Yeah. Uh, this this goes to the brand. If if people know that uh, developers are not being treated well, mm -hmm. you you will rather go to the other team. <laughs> And, and play their games. Yeah, 100%. exactly. I must say, the first time I, I read your question, Oscar, uh, which was the expectations one, I thought it was about the manager's expectations of velocity, that they would assume the team produces more because they produce more during the crunching. I was like, that is a crazy uh, question. No. I thought, I really hope they don't think that. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. <laughs> I'm happy that I didn't, uh, I didn't disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally misinterpreted that. That was on me because no, I, I, I wrote an ex <laughs> I wrote the response to that, so I don't have to say that. 
Oh, I, so I, I I ruined your script. No, 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 it, it's, it's all good. Huh? No, no, no. But uh, as again, as I said, it's no, it's hard. To, at least we came with some positive answers regarding this really, I don't know, not easy topic to talk about. I think. But I, I think also that like we are seeing a lot of changes. Just ten years ago, crunching was more of a. Like almost like a, a a law of nature or something. Like this is what happens when you build games. But now we're mm. seeing a, a lot more people in the higher echelons of game game development mm. publicly yeah. just going down and saying, "No, this is not how we do business." And I think it's the right exactly. way to right way to go. Yeah. I, I I think again, as you said, come come comes a little bit as well. It's like in your experience in the in the gaming industry or you like your working experience as a, as a person in general i believe that when you are when you are just starting you're kind of excited of crunching because you are living the dream of working in a gaming company but in times that you're moving forward you're realizing that like we don't work with the medicine. We nobody's gonna die if something, you know. We we talk about like with with some teams. It's like okay, we're doing we're killing our assets. We're just doing an image or a logo. If if this is doesn't release, it's not being released on a on a Friday, and instead of a, ter- a Saturday, nobody's gonna die. You know, we don't <laughs> we're not doctors, so we kind of help you to understand a little bit better your your you as a as a person and you put some value in the work that you do as well yeah it, it has changed yeah go ahead Dave. i just want to be a devil's advocate here so if you have like you, you produce a halloween game right so you like you've worked on it for four years whatever and you're running out of money mm. and halloween is coming up and you kind of have to release it because it's not going to be a big hit after halloween would you advocate for crunching then or would you you see my point like sometimes mm-hmm. I, I even i even think the the employees and the player base would understand those situations but of course i totally agree with the fact that like you should have planned ahead that's that's a given mm-hmm. but sometimes yeah. you can't yeah, yeah exactly and crunch will always be a um an, an effect of something that w- you failed to do earlier in the process mm-hmm. yeah exactly that is something as you said like when you hear the word crunch of overtime always come to your head is like Okay, this is the lack of planning at some point, the lack of understanding that we're supposed to do. And we didn't plan ourselves, or probably we overpromised something, you know? Yeah. Like, but again, I said, I said it's like if people is expecting something at some point and that doesn't happen, I think with the years, people are being more kind in a way if you give the right reasons for it. Like, you know, I think a lot of um, companies given like sorry for like delaying the game but we don't feel that it's the right thing to do because right now if we deliver something it's going to be delivered but it's not going to be what you are what you're expecting and i think that is making players or people in general more more like uh, accepting these kind of things that it was before like i think there have been scenes uh, before what happening what was happening in a gaming company it was nobody cared that much you care about the product but then as you said now 
people and players are getting exposed of what is happening inside of companies or gaming studios in general. So they they create some empathy that you will understand if someone said that this is not going to be released at a certain point, because we've been seeing that before, like, you know, No Man's Sky, we see it with Cyberpunk, we see it with a lot of games that they are released because they have to, but then it, it, do, it does more wrong than good, actually, or more wrong than right. Yeah, but most games now are not developed for um, one release that happens and then you walk away. Most titles today are something that's ongoing as a service to players for mm -hmm. many, many years. So I think that change should at least change the perspective from investors and everyone else that like, if you put it out now and it's broken, you can't like, build a product for five years because it's gone. Exactly. Yeah, the first edition is ruined, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unless that it like you fix things in the right way, but then it's too late. Like for example, what happened with the Battlefront 2 when it was released, the game was a disaster. Now the game is amazing, but then again, it's too late to grab all the people that you that you you lost at the beginning. So yeah. it's uh, there's been I think we can count where our fingers again, like uh, how many games have been able to overcome this not good start actually and became yeah. something successful at the or, or like beloved by the by the community so yeah i agree yeah it's very hard to undo a bad experience and exactly that, that, and that goes to employees as well like if you are mm -hmm. working in a company and have a bad experience it's very hard to undo it Yeah, I find it really interesting, all the games you mentioned there in terms of Battlefront, um, Cyberpunk and No Man's Sky, I bought early access on all of them and <laughs> I don't think any of them lasted more than a couple of weeks on my console at the time mm -hmm. um, before I was too frustrated with them. So, yeah, mm -hmm. interesting that you mentioned those three. Um, okay, so... so go on. Sorry, and it's happening again with like the Battlefield 2042. It's like, again, we're seeing the same situation. Do we have time for a good first impression? It wasn't good. So let's see how that gets fixed in the future. So, yeah. Perfect. I've just got one final question then. Um, so I think, Henrik, you, you sent this one to me, I believe. So um, how should uh, producers react if the game team is pressured to crunch while your guys' uh, takes on that one? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I can. Um, so basically what I was getting at with this question is that I've grown more and more of the opinion that uh, producers advocate the team. And if they get pressure from above, they need to sort of uh, have a backbone. And it's very important for them to be able to take on the stakeholders and be able to talk to them, talk through the implications and, and what what will happen if we do this versus that, and be, a, be able to have a conversation about uh, what what everything means if, if you want to just deliver the game versus <laughs> getting a, making a good game. Because not everyone in any, like not all C-level people understand uh, quality game making and wh how, what is more quality versus less quality of a game. 
And I, I think it's very imp important that you have producers that, that advocate for the team and are able to sort of champion those perspectives up, uphill if that is the case that there is a battle to be had. Mm. Yeah, I think what you're mentioning is kind of interesting because uh, sometimes the crunch comes from, you know, the hierarchy, right? So yeah, like it's, it's exactly. the person tells the mid-level management, tells another mid-level management, and it boils down to the producer of that team. And they feel like they can't really say no because it comes from all the way up there. And also the C-level person, they don't have any personal connection to the team. So they don't even know how they feel about crunching or if like, obviously don't like crunching, but they don't know how they feel about uh, Sorry, I lost my thought there. Something happened home. <laughs> uh, so uh, what I was getting at is that they don't have a connection. Yeah, and that's yeah. a big mistake. And then, uh, as you said, like if the producer has no backbone, they're just going to fall in line and pressure the team to crunch. And they have to tell the managers like, well, you're going to you know, burn out the team. Like, sure, yeah. you'll, you'll deliver this tomorrow, but you won't have a team the day after. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think like, produ producers need to be that buffer uh, is it, I mean, I, I can imagine a scenario where someone has booked um, advertising space for uh, a certain date, and that's the reason we have to get the game up. Uh, but and everyone gets in line and it's like, yeah, we need to do that. But you also need to go through the questions of, okay, do we have a good game here? Uh, mm. And which is more important, the advertising spaces that we. Uh, prepaid for pre-booked. So I, I just think that there there needs to be someone who 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 is um, who sort of takes the challenge back to like okay this is a big decision this is a big thing we need to really dissect what's behind this because the team needs to know exactly why they're doing this if they want to be uh, mm. a part of. Yeah, definitely. And also, I also don't think it's uh, it's never practiced, but also don't think it's bad to maybe like when you do the estimates of when it's done and you make it public, like add a bit more buffer and then maybe over deliver all of a sudden. What's wrong with that? I think the community would be super happy if they was released a week early. But now it's, yeah. al it's always like, oh, let's put, uh, you know, the least amount of time we can. And then just pressure the team to deliver on that date, which is a bit crazy. Yeah, but that, that goes back to the, the laws of the everything will take the time that you give it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sorry. that's true. But that's a totally different uh, question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, that that is something that many companies do do. And that is having like a internal date and then a, a board date and then a public date. So you yeah, have these di different milestones. Perfect. And uh, I think we'll leave it there. So this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I want to take this opportunity to thank my participants, Oscar, Henrik and David, for providing their insights into the topic and thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you would like to get involved in one of our upcoming podcasts, reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email at jordan.lound at evolution-nordics.com and uh, we will see you next time.